0: In this series, we take popular movies, usually summer blockbusters, uh, and then we pull out of that movie a a theme, a topic that, you know, has some meaning in our life. We go to the Bible, and we see, you know, what we can find in the Bible that kind of correlates, connects to it, so then we can bring it to people's life, right? And now, we did make the exception the second time we've done it since we've been doing this series the last six years, and uh, where we took a movie that is not a summer movie. It came out early, maybe sometime in the winter. We did it with Frozen that year because Frozen was such a great movie. I mean, months later, they're still singing it. Let it go! go." All right, that was a bad let it go. All right, and uh, so, uh, you know, when this movie first came out, it wasn't very popular. Uh, Critics, New York Times in particular, slammed it. Uh, Had like 56% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Pretty rotten. Uh, it, it opened up with $13.5 million box weekend. That's pretty poor. I got a call from the owner of the Garden of Cinemas, and he's like, you know, Dave, I, I know you connect to a lot of people, and uh, I know you know a lot of families. And he said, listen, I don't get it. This movie's great. I, I, I just sat in there with me and my son, and uh, we watched it, and I don't get it. This is a really good movie. So me and my kids went to go see it. Well, Christy, we loved it. It was fantastic, my favorite movie of the year. As it turned out, by the time all was said and done, the movie wound up grossing $450 million by the time it was done. You see what happened? Just because I went to go and see that movie. Right? So, but we, so the movie is hey, you never know, right? So the, the greatest showman is a story of Phineas Barnum and his rise from poverty to eventually build up and, and, and create what we know as the Barnum-Bailey Circus, at least what we know, our generation, these poor kids growing up, not only does their music stink, but they don't even have the circus anymore, but whatever. All oh, right, I know, yeah, my heart breaks, my heart breaks. But Barnum, but, but Phineas Barnum created what we know as, as the circus. And early on in the movie, we see Phineas uh, growing up in a very poor and underprivileged way. Wipe that muck off. Never sleep. Pinky in the air. Arm extended. Charity, come here. Your dress. Is this how we've taught you to behave? It's my fault, sir. I made her laugh. Well, thank you for your honesty. (laughs) Tough stuff, huh? And... and and as the movie goes on, you see how moments and other moments likely affected Phineas and, and how he saw life in the lens and how he viewed life through. You see, you, 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 what you see him is always thinking of the future, of, be, of becoming someone better, uh, of, of, of creating an identity for himself to, to show others, I am important, I am valuable, I am someone a world where he would be accepted and approved by others, where he would feel worthy and important. And to this day, some of us live out our lives in the same way, really unbeknownst to, you know, to us, perhaps, but there within our inner being, in our conscience, we have this drive to, to gain worth, to, to feel important when we walk into a room, to, to be accepted to one degree or another, and usually a high degree. And so we have this story in the scripture of two brothers, Esau and Jacob. It's found in Genesis chapter 25, verse 21 through 26. And we see this taking a little bit of a liberty, but, uh, but responsibly, how this perhaps way of thinking dogged this one brother the younger brother jacob so genesis 25 verse 21 through 26 isaac pleaded with the lord on behalf of his wife because she was unable to have children the lord answered isaac's prayer and rebecca became pregnant with twins we know how that goes right babe i literally physically almost couldn't stand when i was told i was going to have twins or you were going to have twins but the two children struggled with each other in her womb so she went to the lord to ask about it "'Why is this happening to me?' she asked." And the Lord told her, "'The sons in your womb will become two nations. From the very beginning, the two nations will be rivals. One nation will be stronger than the other, and your oldest son will serve your youngest son.'" Two nations, Jews and Arabs. And then when the time came to give birth, Rebecca discovered that she did indeed have twins. The first one was very red at birth and covered with thick hair like, like a fur coat. So they named him Esau. Then the other twin was born with his hand grasping Esau's heel. So they named him Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when the twins were born. So, to, so already you have this sense that this is going to play out in a kind of a convoluted way with these two brothers, right? And to make matters more complicated, their dad Isaac favors one son over another, meaning Isaac favors Esau over Jacob. Not, it's not just Jacob. Esau was the firstborn, but Esau was kind of a man's man, you know, you're a big guy and, you know, went out and he was a hunter, and, you know, Isaac just leaned that way. And you wonder how that I mean, you got to wonder how that made Jacob feel. It's really not much of a stretch to wonder, though, because we just know. I mean, what we know scientifically, empirically, evidence that as human beings— we not just only crave, but we need to be affirmed. We need to be accepted. It's a necessity, it's part of our emotional makeup, you know, not just water and, and food, but really, we need that affirmation from others, especially those that mean a lot to us. And, and you wonder how this played out in Jacob's life when from a really significant place, it was not happening. And so Jacob now sets out in a trajectory in his life, living up to his name and carrying it out to gain this acceptance and this approval. And some people, like Jacob, will go to great lengths to do that. Now, I want to just kind of put this out there now, that it is very normal, as I stated, to want to be accepted and to be approved and to be affirmed. I believe God created us and made us that way. Uh, Martin Luther King, in one of his last sermons, I think it was called a major drummer, did a really good job in laying this out. And I do think that, that God puts people in our lives where they are intended by God to be a tremendous source of that affirmation and acceptance to, in our lives, our, our parents, mom, dad, our, uh, our spouses, our children, you know, significant though I don't believe God ever intended that they would be the primary source of acceptance and approval, but that He, God, would be the primary source, the main source of that acceptance and approval. Because at times, and you and I know more than not, to different degrees, in different seasons, when it comes to our parents, our spouses, our children, that acceptance, approval, validation to making feel worthy can lack can be insufficient. Comes and goes in different ways. And and the way we will navigate that to the extent will be how much we are leaning on God and turning to God for that as our primary source of that acceptance and approval. So Jacob, like us, he he wants to be important. He, He wants to have a sense that he's special, that to be recognized, to be valued. Uh, but what he does is he takes matters into his own hands as jacob does we talked about this a few months ago and he sets out to get his older brother's birthright what's a birthright it's given to the firstborn son in that jewish culture years ago And, and it it means that this son is in a special place will be given certain benefits and privileges and Jacob cheats Esau of his birthright. You figure, and Esau may be perturbed about it. Doesn't really, But you're wondering, he's thinking, "Well, I got the blessing. The blessing is everything." You know. You see, the name Jacob meant one who is a self-helper, a deceiver, a supplanter. Jacob does all of this, lives up to his name, and more in his lifetime. And the reason, I, one of the reasons I'm I'm proposing today, is he's living out this way, which is apart from God is that, hey, I'm looking to gain approval. I'm looking to, to, to gain acceptance. I want to be important. I want to be in a position. I want power. I want to be noted. I want to be acknowledged. I want to be recognized. So Phineas Barnum grows up in that poverty. He goes off to work in the railroad, saves a few bucks, not much, comes back to his hometown, and he marries his childhood sweetheart which in the movie is the girl that he made chuckle. Make a girl laugh, you get a heart, right? So he ends up marrying that girl. And she comes from, as you saw, a wealthy family. And although she embraces him and accepts him and loves him and validates him, her family does not, nor does her family circles either. And he has this now. He's driven to gain their approval and their acceptance. A short time into their marriage, he goes to the extent of deceiving a bank to gain a large loan, takes out money, and now brings to life his idea, the idea that you and I have come to know as the circus. And he begins to experience success. People are coming, sold out crowds, his name's in the paper, but all that is not enough because there are still some critics, and especially those in particular circles. His wife is affirming him, his children accept and affirm him and believe he's important, but somehow their voices are minimized in his head. And this happens to us. God brings these beautiful people in our life, and somehow they no longer become this meaningful audience to us. We have these other circles, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or in our social circles or the people we went to high school with or, 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 or at work, and, 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 and gaining their recognition Being accepted by them and validated by them and and gaining in these circles becomes more significant, more meaningful to us than the people God has placed in our life. And that's kind of cockeyed. That's out of whack from God's plan. But most of all, God is not the primary source. And so, to gain the approval of his critics, this upper class, he sets out to create something that will impress them because they're scoffing at this circus thing. They're laughing at it. They won't accept him. They're not impressed with him. So he travels to Europe, where he gains an audience with the queen. He meets the queen, wow. And while he's there at a kind of a gathering for the queen, he meets this singer, a female singer, one of the most popular female singers in all of Europe. He has this idea, the man is full of ideas, and he brings her back to America, and makes the plans for her to perform to this large audience of the upper crust, the aristocrats, those circles that he wants to impress, and particularly, first and foremost, right back to where he grew up and right back to those circles where his wife came from. And ironically, in her first performance, the first song in the movie, this singer puts out a song titled, Never Be Enough. Those words, that song is a picture of what's taking place inside Phineas Barnum, it's this kind of irony. And it's describing what takes place in in many of us here today. You see Phineas is looking up at that crowd and he's taking in. He just senses, I've done this. And he can just begin to, he's harnessing that, their approval, their, their acceptance, he can feel it. I'm worthy now, I'm someone now to them. You can see all the tension that's going on in the room. And though, as it always will be, for him and for you, for me today, it's just never enough. When that source isn't good, when that source isn't right, it's just never enough. That moment, that success, that achievement, that promotion, that Facebook moment, but it's just not going to be enough to fulfill you, to, to fill that void of wanting to be affirmed and accepted It's just not, because that's not what God intended, that that would be the source. But he would be. Or those people he's placed in your life, most closest to you, would be a source. So all this propels Barnum to start out now to make some terrible choices in his life, in business, and in his personal life. It almost costs him everything. Let me pause here. So... As I said, so God makes us in a way where we crave, we need to be accepted. We need to be wanted. We need to be affirmed. It's just it's something we have inside that we must have that we need and yet there are times now in our lives where we have these people our spouse our parents our children and it's and again it's not coming at times from one sometimes maybe all now that could be reality that could be a perception perception is reality right and in that moment we then will begin to take steps if our eyes are not fixed on jesus christ the author And finish of our faith if we are not inclined in leaning into god and trusting him with all our heart and all our soul and all our strength then we likely will do kind of a jacob thing we begin to look to help ourselves. we'll become self-centered and we will and we will do as phineas did and we will now make steps to gain that approval and acceptance and we'll likely do harm to those relationships we might even feel justified because hey what you know we might not even recognize all this is happening but in fact it happens a lot a lot more than we realize i am serious here this here right now is something that really affects so many people and it's a significant contributor to the draining uh, of 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 relationships especially marriages uh uh, and and even parents and children i want to be accepted (laughs) I want to be valued. I want to be validated. I want to be acknowledged. Now, if we go to God for that primarily first and foremost, well, now we have this healthy base so that when it's not happening here, we can make good decisions. We can make wise decisions, strong decisions, that could actually bring some healing, some direction, impart wisdom, the knowledge of God into this situation. God had worked through us in these moments, but, but we got that validation from God. We've gotten that, that acceptance and that approval from our Heavenly Father, and it makes all the world of a difference. But Barnum sets out, and he makes decisions that causes havoc in his life. When you look for approval in all the wrong places... YOU NEVER FIND OUT WHAT YOU'RE LOOKING FOR, WHAT YOU NEED, BECAUSE THE WRONG SOURCES WILL NEVER FILL YOU UP WITH THE RIGHT STUFF. SO, JACOB AND ESAU. NOT ONLY DOES JACOB cheat ESAU OUT OF THAT BIRTHRIGHT, BUT LIKE I SAID, ESAU'S THINKING, OKAY, I I GOT THE BIG ONE OUT THERE, THE BLESSING. WELL, YOU KNOW WHAT? YEARS PASS. ISAAC, THE BOY'S FATHER, GETS OLDER. THE TIME HAS COME NOW. IT'S GONNA PASS ON SOON. You know, his eyes are failing. His senses are failing. He's going to now give his blessing to his son Esau. Jacob disguises himself as Esau, puts some fur on himself, Harry makes him smell like Esau, goes and does something he knows uh, Isaac wants Esau to do, comes to dad. You know, Isaac is, is suspicious. I mean, the guy's hanging by a thread, but he's like, I don't know, is this, is this Esau? And jacob the deceiver the self-helper wanting to make his way wanting to you know set out to be worthy wanting to be important he convinces isaac it is esau isaac places his hand on jacob this is significant in jewish culture in antiquity and he provides the blessing and it's done you see that it it, that it's it's more definitive than the, the wills we have today it's an irrevocable blessing When Esau returns, he finds out what's happened. He pleads with his father. Please, give me your blessing. Give me your blessing. And Isaac says, I can't. I've already given it. It's irrevocable. And now Jacob, by doing things his way, by trying to gain his own acceptance and approval and importance and value, what does he do? He brings great pain into the lives of those he loves. Let me ask you a question this morning. Where are you looking for your approval? Where are you looking for it? if you're looking to your mom or your dad apart from God without God wow yeah you 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 you're going to struggle i did this for a long time if you're looking to your wife or your husband apart from God you're going to struggle it's going to be at best it's going to be it's going to be a kind of an up and down thing maybe you might have more good than bad but but You're doing your both. Everybody's being done a disservice. Turn to God as the source that you go to, as the right source you turn to. This will just help your relationship so much. Who defines whether or not you're successful? Who determines your fulfillment in life? Where is this coming from? A circle of people? A post? You walk into a room... And, and, and you know people are like, oh, he did this, or, you, or she did that. Uh, or what? But, or is it your heavenly Father? What sources? Um, just pause right now. Just slow it down with me. Because this is in many of our minds, and it's, it's, it's with us, and it's an engine running more than we realize day to day. For me, I don't know if I'll get to it, 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 come, it creeps up on you early on causing so much disruption, confusion, then you might realize, but today, bah, it doesn't have to be that way anymore. Because today you're slowing it down and saying, wow, this is where I've been getting my source of validation from. Which is cool, you need that. But get it from the source, the one who created you, made you, loves you. This is where, this is what's happening. And you can, you will tie that to a lot of things that aren't well in your life. Listen, it's not the right one. It's not the right source, and what's going to happen is if you continue on in that way, apart from God, and you get your way and go into different things, you're going to bring pain and suffering and destruction into your life. <laughs> He's taking a lot of smoke. He's still breathing. Come on. Let's get him on! (coughs) All right. So, we see this circus burns to the ground. Side note, that really did happen not just movie uh, drama or uh, liberty there, creative liberty. And, and it also led to the result of that was them now going in traveling in tents and to become to know the traveling circus that we, uh, we know it as. But all that Barnum has built now is in ashes. I mean, it's in ruins before him. All that he built to gain approval, to impress and acceptance is gone. He tried to gain it from the wrong source, and it, and it almost cost him everything. Now, when I say everything, I'm not just talking about the circus and the building and the property. It's not just all that that was being destroyed, but he was imploding himself as a person, as a husband, as a father. It was all coming down around him. He was coming apart as a person. When we try to find our approval, from this world, from the things of this world, from people are using things to gain the approval from those people. It will never satisfy us. It's not going to fulfill us. Yet, yet momentarily, yes, you saw that moment he had when he looked out and wow, and afterwards the party and all that, but momentarily. And then it will lead us as we begin to think we've captured it and we've got it and we continue on, it will just lead to instability, to difficulty, to emotional instability and relational instability as we're trying to get a hold of this thing that we crave and that we need, but we're going about it, we're looking for the right thing and trying to get the right thing the wrong way. We think we know what we need when actually what we need isn't that at all. We need God. We need to put God first and foremost in his place in our life. We need to humble ourselves before God and say, Lord God Almighty. We just need to pause. I did it on the couch this morning. You just pause and you just realize God's presence. He's with you. And you just cry out to him and you just recognize that presence. And you just feel his almighty strength surrounding you and comforting you and knowing that you have his acceptance you have that assurance of eternal life you you have his approval as the first fruits of all his creation and he delights in you and you just rest in that truth and that is permanent and that is totality 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 19 says for the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God as the scriptures say, he traps the wise in, th- and in the snare of their own cleverness, meaning we outsmart ourselves as we take control and try and gain and get our own acceptance and approval. You need the approval of one, meaning you your main source, your one great source of approval is the one and only God. Today is the day where you tossed us away. Meaning what I'm saying is you recognize it, you see it, and it's no longer dogging you and dragging you down. You might spend the rest of your life battling this, but now you're on the winning side. It's, it, this is my life. This is my life. You know, you, as I said, I, you know, I'm born to mom. She's 15. We're living in crazy poverty. You know, that, that natural nurturing, bonding just doesn't happen. My father dies, another guy. The picture, they have children, much better scenario that they're all born into. And whether it's reality or perception, I see things that I don't have, I you know, and all of a sudden I don't feel important, I don't feel accepted, I don't I I, I just I don't feel valued, it's just not there. And and over time I hold out against, you know, my family. Inappropriate, I mean 15 years out, 17, come on. All I know is I need to be accepted. I need to be approved, and I'm just not there. And the neighborhood and where I grew up in, it was a very violent culture, a culture that really, sort of honored, if you will, and celebrated people who were corrupt and violent. I mean, if you were, uh, say, a mobster or somebody of a notable, credible way, and you were violent, really, you were more popular than, like, say, Dustin Pedroia. Really, they were more popular than the sports people in where I grew up. And that really became my way and my place to be accepted and to be embraced and to be, and to be acknowledged and to be recognized. And I began to live out of that way in such a depraved way. I, I, I couldn't, I didn't know what was happening. It was very normal for me. And now I'm in my 20s and my mid-20s, I'm going into my late 20s, and this is all a normal way to live for me. I didn't know that I was trying to get accepted and trying to gain approval. I didn't know that. Like you don't think about breathing. Like I have to, you just, you do it. I tell you, you're in here today, and you don't need to live this way anymore. God has brought you in here. God has made a way for you to hear this message that you're like, wow, man, my my life is going to change today. My marriage is going to change today. Not because your husband or your wife is going to say, I accept you and approve you and validate you. No, because you are going to have the great source of acceptance and approval and validation, and you are going to feel renewed and refreshed and strengthened, and you're going to go back into that relationship, somebody new, being used of God to bring healing, to bring strength, to be new, to live out in a great way. And that goes with your relation with your children with your parents all across the board so jacob steals esau's blessing crazy takes off fearful as he should be goes starts a life with his uncle laban gets married has kids property livestock things are going good him and laban decide well we're going to part ways now after many years passed. jacob now decides i'm going back to my homeland going back to the land of my father anticipates meeting up with Esau, thinks maybe he's still holding a, holding a grudge. It's Jacob being Jacob, hatches a plan, says, okay, I'm gonna split everything I own, all my family members, all my livestock. Half of you go this way, half of you go that way. If Esau is still a little angry, i will only kill half of you, and I'll only lose half, I'll still have everything else. He's still being Jacob, right? Well, the night before, he sends everyone off, two parties, two camps. The night before, he's alone. And God meets him when he's alone the Bible says a man that word man there in the original Hebrew language means to say like an angel of God or maybe God himself wrestles with Jacob Genesis chapter 32 verse 24 through 26 says this left Jacob all alone in the camp and a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break when the man saw that he would not win the match he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket Then the man said, Let me go, for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name, the man asked. He replied, Jacob. Your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. From now on you will be called Israel because you have fought with God, a man, and you've won. You know, Jacob knew this is who I am. I'm a self-helper. He comes to that moment where he comes to the realization of this is what makes me tick. This is what I'm doing with myself. This is truly who I am. I set out to want something that was so reasonable, but I went about it the wrong way, and this is what I've become. All that I have is from deception, from, you know, self-deception, from undermining relationships, and all this to gain approval, to be found worthy. And here is Jacob still looking to be fulfilled. And though this time now, he's got the right source. Praise God. This time, he's searching for the blessing in the right way. In April, we talked about Jacob, that if Jacob could come alongside of us, he'd say, man, one thing i got to tell you, let God take control of your life. And then we learn that Jacob, if he was with us, would say this, that brokenness precedes breakthrough, right? This morning, let's be broken for God Let's be broken before God. Let's this morning have breakthroughs in our lives, in our relationships. Let's do it now, right? Let this summer be the summer of breakthrough that began with today, where we would now seek the approval, seek the acceptance, seek the blessing in a wonderful way by taking a hold of God and having God take a hold of us here today, this morning. Jacob was no longer known as Jacob. Now he was Israel, you know, the prince of God. That word Israel there means God's chosen one, God's people. Jacob now was chosen by God, known of God, accepted, validated, valued. And he's blessed in a wonderful way. You see, the right source will always fill you up with the right stuff. Let's get a hold of the right stuff this morning. God is the right source, not other people. It's a worthy battle, and you'll win it. When I, when I, I'll spend the rest of my life. Even when I went through the sermon, I made a list of where I think I'm seeing it and how it's playing out in my family. And 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 I can't wait to go home tonight and talk with my wife about, hey, this is what I'm seeing, and, and do you see that too? And okay, let's pray. And and but I, I thank God. I, I was filled with joy that I'm like, okay, I I can beat this. I can win. I can keep. I can keep winning. Is what God has done in my life Went to start the church I was aware of this I'm like man this is this is gonna kill me if I let this get the best of me feeling I need the approval because you know when I when I came to God it's not like this left me it was actually kind of difficult because when I first met Christy I come along and you know I meet her parents and they really are normal as much as I give give them a hard time they're normal people and and especially coming from my circle it was like an upgrade right and you know, you know, people say, well, what are you doing? I'm like, well, you know, I'm in marketing and I work near Wall Street. Yeah, I was in Brooklyn and I was selling wholesale pot, like hundreds of pounds of it. That was, that was marketing and working in Wall Street. I didn't want to tell them what I was doing. You know, I, I, I was uncomfortable. They were normal people. I wasn't in these circles of people. Even when I was around other Christians for a while, I, I kind of struggled, unless it was the people that I come to know Christ with back at home. Even when I became a minister, I didn't feel like accepted around other ministers or people. And sometimes there was a good reason for that sadly even when we went to go start this church it was kind of difficult you know like what's he doing He's, you know there in a, in a movie theater it's kind of like a nonsense church and yeah what are they doing and so on and so forth and you know as years went by by the time i planted the church i knew listen i know who's called me i know who accepts me i know who affirms me i know who validates me it is the god of heaven and earth yes it is the god almighty Today is one year from when we came in here. One year we've been in this building. Literally, a year ago today, well, give or take, we came in on the 9th. Today's the 8th. We have hundreds of people that come into this church, that call this church. Amazing! Amazing! And why is that? Because I have turned to God for the main source of my approval and my acceptance. I have an incredible wife. I should have said this more before, but she is amazing at affirming me. She is. She is astonishing with her words at affirming me, accepting me, and encouraging me, and validating me. And yet, if I just lean on that and not God, I would do her and me damage. Matter of fact, I'm able... The reason why i can even overcome all that went on in my life and even hear those words in a meaningful way is because i go to god first and god is my main source of acceptance and approval and i pray that you obtain your approval by god this morning by just coming before him and surrendering to your god you know hey god i've done some terrible things Hey, you know, I, I've been thinking this way and, and, and I've even neglected you. I've missed the mark. Hey, God, I, I, I've cheated. I've done this, I've done that. I'm doing this. It's, you know what? Just whatever. Today's your day. I doubted you. I mocked you. Today's the day where I'm coming before you. I am broken. I am surrendering, but I am, feeling impa- I am feeling stronger than ever, more hopeful than ever because I know that you accept me, that you approve of me, that you validate me, and that you strengthen me even now in this moment. I feel just things getting better. As we say, what? Nothing's changed, but what? Everything has changed. And this is the beauty of it. The beauty, the beauty of grace, that no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, because of what Jesus did for you on the cross, they're giving his life, shedding his blood, regardless of anything, for you. This is God's great love, that God so loved you, Which is what you need. Which is the it's the foundation of acceptance and approval. I love you, and God loves you like no other quote unquote. God loves anyone else, right? I mean, we have the God, the one true God, and He loves us. And where and where does love come from? How do you explain it scientifically? You can't. They can't. They never have. They never will because it's such a spiritual thing into our beings, the love of God. And this morning, I want you to know that love of God and feel the acceptance and feel the validation. And I want you to turn to that wholeheartedly this morning and turn to Jesus as your Lord and Savior and decide right now that you ask God to forgive your sins, that you will ask God to strengthen and empower you that you will decide right now to follow Jesus with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And God will take up that. You see, it doesn't stop there. When you do that, you're gonna have this void. That's what happened to me. You had all these voids where the mess up stuff was and the way you were doing it, and God begins to fill those voids now. All those areas where you were filling with your way and with inappropriate and, and improper ways of gaining acceptance and validation and comfort, oh, they, they, they start to diminish and they go, and now Jesus begins to fill them up with wonderful, meaningful, hopeful things. And that, that's now the beginning of your new life in Jesus, and it's a beautiful thing.